0: welcome to the winging it travel podcast with me james hammond where every monday i'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories travel tips backpacking advice and so much more right now i'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me so tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my monday guest episode are you a backpacker traveler gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel then this is the podcast for you This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5, or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing thirdly, which is free. You can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for travelling, podcasts and other stuff. Hello and welcome to today's episode and we're covering days 26 to 30 which is going to be Thunder Bay at the start and Pukaskwa national park and then driving into ottawa that'll be the end of this episode and then the next episode will be cracking on with quebec so thunder bay we had a free night next to a boat launch up early uh, really early actually no mm. messing about toilet packed the car got going and we're going to go to rosencrantz roastery cafe kind of a weird location they are sort of situated in like an industrial part but only 5-10 minute drive from where we're staying but fantastic coffee that good had the coffee just needed another one but instead bought some coffee beans which was an investment because we can't keep buying coffees all the time so we do make our own coffee in the morning if we've got a long day ahead driving so we still got the bag of coffee it's fantastic and those guys are great doing great things very comfortable in there great coffee great selection of food Go and check those guys out, Rosencrantz. Then we want to check out Thunder Bay in the Marina Park area of the city because at the front you can park for free and get a great view of the Sleeping Giant. This is recommended to us by the person in the cafe. And you walk along the front, nice, clear, sunny day along the water, very clear water, very calm. And distance is the Sleeping Giant. And the reason it's called that, if you look at it, actually looks like a woman laying down it's very important to the indigenous communities there as well lots of festivals and things going on on that sleeping giant part of the island from a marina park point of view great views got to go and check that out so then we went to set paul roastery to get a coffee to go for the journey gonna be about a three and a half hour drive to Pukasau national park which is actually quite far away in terms of anywhere else and we're gonna to go to hattie cove campground Arrived right there in the afternoon And it's a first-come, first-served campsite. And the way it happens is you drive in, you get to the gate where the people who are out there, sort of situated are, and they go and tell you to look at all the campsites that you want. You pick one, you come back and tell them, and it's kind of that situation. So we parked up, got that instruction, drove around. And I think we got one of the last ones for a serviced campsite. Quite a few were actually taken up. Um, but there's loads of unserviced campsites. So it's, you know, arriving on a day is not too bad. And we're there early afternoon, so it wasn't, like, late. Picked a campsite, and it really was idyllic. Like, set away, own little driveway. You've got your electricity there. Nice bench, very spacious, and very hidden away, very quiet. This campsite is $63 for two nights for serviced. Obviously a bit cheaper for unserviced. And they have great facilities. Showers, bathrooms... Trails. They have a visitor centre. Real cool and worth checking out. The service on your phone is not great. You get some service where the visitor centre is by the water. I think if you do some trails up, you can get some service too. But where the campsite was, no service. But it's nice to be offline for a few days. They have a fantastic local beach right by the visitor centre. So we chilled out there for a bit. Got some nice views. Calm, clear water. You can go swimming if you want to be refreshed, if you like. It's quite cold. A lot of people go canoeing. Uh, we saw sort a of boat coming as well, so very happy to spend a bit of time there, get your chairs out, have a cup of tea. Quite cool. And it's great to be back in nature after the city break in Winnipeg. This campsite is located on Lake Superior. So as we're driving to the National Park from Thunder Bay, we stopped off at a great little, I guess, stop off for, for drivers. It's got toilets and a few benches, and it's got a, like a little local beach on the lake. And fantastic, sensational views, clear day, sunny day. Views as far as you can see. The lake is huge. Feels like you're on the coast. Unbelievable. A lot of bikers stop in there as well. It's just an idyllic area. And the campsite is set amongst that. Islands, water, viewpoints. And you're in amongst the trees when you're camping. It really is an idyllic place. And we're so happy that we came here to stay the night. The first night, we just admired the local area for like. And the next day, we're going to do some trails. So, the next day in Pakasaw, we have Brekkie. And then went out to do a few walks to a few viewpoints overlooking the local area. And these aren't super hard. These are fairly easy walks. I'd say easy in terms of trajectory, distance, terrains, okay. Not the best marked trails, but you can kind of work it out. we get bumped into a couple from America who kept getting lost. And I can see why it's not that easily marked. But... Not too bad in terms of terrain. So the easy trails or walks you can do is the Boardwalk Beach Trail. That's pretty easy. And the walk around the Hattie Cove Visit Center, that's pretty easy as well. Uh, they go up and down a little bit, but they're combined is a nice little walk. We also combined two moderate trails, which are called the Beach Trail and the Southern Headland Trail. These go further up on the rocks. Red chairs are up there as well. Go and sit in them, enjoy the views. And when you get to the top of these viewpoints, you start to see that clear, crisp blue water amongst these islands, and you start to appreciate how awesome this area is, and it was a great little walk. There's a fantastic little beach as well on that boardwalk that you can turn out into. Very calm water, you go swimming, lots of beach access, lots of sand, and very popular with locals and or people staying there with families and kids because it's just a nice little area to hang out in. That's pretty cool too. So we smashed in a load of steps, Great views, had a shower, had a nice chilled evening in nature amongst the trees at our campsite. I think this is one of the best ones we stayed at to this point because it's just so nice to be in a great area, but also great facilities, easy access, easy stuff. We just loved it, and it's great value for the price that it costs to stay there. So to reiterate, Hattie Cove campground is a must. You must go and visit. When in Ontario. And then next morning, the next day, we're gonna drive to Jeremy's truck stop. (laughs) This is a seven-hour drive from this campsite. We're aiming for there because it's a good location and it's free. And we want to try and test out a truck stop. In theory, great, because they're gonna have showers, probably a restaurant, a toilet at least outside, and lots of space, and probably a petrol station. It's exactly that. We arrived after seven hours, pretty much hugging the one highway, long drive again. We switched it up got to switch up on those long days of driving arrived fairly easy in good time wasn't that late wasn't that dark the only bad thing is the restaurant despite on google saying it closes at 10 or 9 it closed at 7 so it closed pretty early and we arrived just about seven o'clock so we couldn't get anything at the restaurant but we had backed up sandwiches in the cool box and fridge for the journey but this restaurant has an attachment of a convenience store and they have showers and toilets and I think it's free to go and use and obviously there for truckers so make sure you get in there before 10 because they do close at 10 but up to that point free to use on this journey to the truck stop there was one stop at salt set marie and we stopped off for tim's and a coffee put around the late afternoon mark change up the journey stop off and check out a new place and yeah it's right near the us border so i guess it's almost like a border town i think you just literally go over the bridge and you're in usa but cool to stop off there and from there we cracked on to jeremy's truck stop also another moment on this road trip on this day was the halfway point on the canadian highway one we stopped off there got the sign got the photo pretty good achievement going from one end to the other and just pretty insane to think how much we traveled as at six 000, seven thousand kilometers whether it is at this point and it's only halfway just proves how big this country is but cool thing to tick off and yeah, a sense of achievement whilst getting off there and getting that photo. And we felt so small. These lorries are huge. These trucks are massive. But this little campervan tucked ourselves away, got the chairs out, had our sandwiches, and it was yeah, it was all right. Pretty comfortable. Fairly quiet for a truck stop. Toilet was available, and not bad for free. The only blight on the evening was I got stung by a wasp, which was the first time that's ever happened. And yeah, it bloody well hurt. But other than that. A great option for a free night if you're on a road trip because they have all the facilities and you're allowed just to park there. It is what it's designed to do. So next morning, wake up early, uh toilet and straight off, no, no point hanging around. And we're going to Sudbury for a coffee. And we've stopped off at Salute Coffee Company. This is a great little coffee company in Sudbury if you want to stop off there. Fantastic location, easy to get to, aircon inside, loads of options, great coffee. Would highly recommend it. And obviously went to Tim's for another bagel. Journey to Ottawa is going to take six hours. So it's a bit of a heck of a day. Got in there early, got refreshed and got going. Ottawa was obviously the first proper big city east. So we're going to check out that with a B&B, a bed and breakfast. And yeah, the six hour journey was okay. Not too bad, not too busy. Got there late afternoon at a place called Graham's Homestay. Would recommend this on Booking.com. A very charming family who owns it. Very comfortable. It's a room with a shared bathroom. can't use the kitchen, but they give you a breakfast in the morning. And they're in the Bayshore area of Ottawa. So it's probably about 20, 25 minutes drive into central Ottawa. But with a car, decent price and decent location. There's some amenities nearby. There's a Walmart, Ikea and stuff like that. And after a lot of driving, we just got back, had a Coke, got takeaway in, chilled out and just enjoyed the b&b next morning was a sightseeing day in ottawa parked the car about a 20 minute walk maybe 25 minute walk from downtown you got to pay to park in downtown as well in ottawa so we got into an area where they had three hour slots you can risk those they're not checking them every hour of the day so we actually risked four hours there got away with it parked the car up and walked into town that area is called center town so there's a lot going on there anyway yeah, it's fairly close to right in downtown, and you can find uh, three-hour spots there. So we wandered into town. It's a bit like going to London, really. It's Parliament Hill. They've got national museums there. They've got all these plaques describing how Canada became Canada and all the history behind it. And we went to Bywood Market. Yeah, ticked off a few sites, Bywood Market, Major's Hill Park, stuff like that. And there's a nice little canal in Ottawa where you can just get into a park, walk down from Major Hill Park, and then just walk along the canal. And we actually did that on the way back to the car. Very nice feel, very touristy feel. It's got government, tourists. Uh, very, I thought it was quite clean. And it's got this weird quirk where over the river is Quebec. So Ottawa is kind of halved on the Ontario side, all the government stuff. Cross the river and you're straight into Quebec and French speaking and French signs, stuff like that. So it's quite quirky. And we'll see that on the next episode as we drive out of Ottawa. But Ottawa itself, very friendly, very nice. Enjoyed it, lots going on. Lots to see and do. We had a classic Beaver Tales dessert in Ottawa. That was a classic Canadian thing to do. Very sugary, very chocolatey. And we just wandered around town. Had to get back for an interview for Rick Gazarian's podcast episode, which was out a few weeks ago. Four hours was a lot in terms of fitting a lot of stuff in. We could have spent a bit more time, but that's a good start to Ottawa. And I did like the feel. Not sure if it's a place I'd move to, to live and work, but I did enjoy the ambience of the place. Canal was nice buildings are nice lots of amenities it was very nice to go and check out walking back through center town that's obviously an area to live in lots going on and really enjoyed that area too graham's homestay the b was just a real comfortable stay they had a dog called harry lovely little dog comes up to you sits by your feet brilliant breakfast a lot of options cereal toast tea coffee all that sort of stuff as well the owner is really nice, made sure we had a comfortable stay, it was interested in our travels. Just a really nice vibe and I would highly recommend it. So it's Graham's Homestay, pop that in Booking.com. you'll find it. And it's $229 for two nights. It comes with breakfast, so I don't think you get much cheaper than that. Hostels are impossible in Canada, so that is the next best option, I think, in Ottawa. So that sums up today's episode. So we're into the cities now, Ottawa is the start of that. Uh, a nice mix this one, national parks and cities off-grid, on-grid, touristy, non-touristy, lots of nature, lots of city stuff. So a nice, eclectic episode there for different types of travel. And the next one, we'll be going into Quebec, which was a cool experience. And we're going to go into La Mauricie National Park, Quebec City, and then Montreal. But for today's episode, that is it. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee, and help support the podcast with $5 or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies and also some children's clothing thirdly, which is free you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podchaser or Good Pods. also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter Facebook and TikTok simply just search for we're going to travel podcast and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling podcast and other stuff thank you